I've been really surprised at how many people who listen to this podcast have reached out to me about having me speak at their events. I love that. And here's why. Over the last 13 years, I've had the honor to help hundreds of companies like Nissan, Walmart, Microsoft, and Comedy Central at events around the world. And during that time, I've developed three big goals for your event. Number one, I want to slingshot your audience into the best year they've ever had. Whether I'm opening, closing, or somewhere in the middle of the event, I want to launch everyone out of that room with actionable, memorable things that they can apply to their work and lives immediately. Number two, my second goal, I want the sound team engaged and laughing. The sound team has heard it all. They have, and if I can make them laugh and learn along the way, the audience is going to absolutely love the keynote. And number three, my third goal, I want you to get text messages during the keynote. My favorite sentence to hear from you after I speak is, John, my phone was blowing up during your keynote. I'm there to make you look like a rock star, not me. If your boss texts you during my speech and compliments you on how well the event is going, then I know I've done my job. Whether it's virtual or live, 10,000 people in an arena or 15 sales team members on WebEx or Zoom or, or Microsoft Teams, I'd love to help you with your next event. Fill out the quick form at acuff.me slash speaking to check my availability. That's acuff, A-C-U-F-F dot M-E slash speaking. Hey everyone, and welcome to the All It Takes is a Goal podcast. If you're new around here, I'm a late bloomer who discovered the power of goals in his mid-30s. Now I'm on a furious mission to create the accelerators I wish I had in my 20s. I'm your host, John Acuff, and today I'm going to teach you a simple idea that will forever change how you plan your goals. If you've ever felt frustrated that you can't get everything done, that your to-do list is too long each day, that you get overwhelmed with the surprises and emergencies and all the things that happen in your week, you're going to love this episode. It's the new year, and I want to help you accomplish every resolution you have. That's why over the next few weeks, um, we're going to continue doing a special series called Fail Proof Resolutions. It's a six episode arc where I'll give you the tools you need to finish the goals you care about the most in 2024. Now, don't worry. These episodes are designed to be standalone so that even if this is your first time listening to my podcast, maybe you saw me speak at an event for your company. Don't worry, you didn't miss anything, but definitely feel free to go back through the other episodes to get the full experience. We'll link them in the show notes. Last week, we talked about the first two things any good checklist has on it. We're using checklists. And the two things we talked about last week were daily and weekly actions. So things you want to check in on every day and things you want to check in on at least once a week. If you want an awesome year, it starts with awesome days and awesome weeks. Now, in this episode, we're going to jump into the final two items your checklist needs. So a good checklist has daily, weekly, monthly actions, and then events. Those are the four things on a good checklist. So today we're going to talk about those final two, monthly actions and events. A monthly action. This is the section of your checklist that has two types of goals on it. Two types of actions you should think about. Number one, actions that make your month easier. And number two, annual goals broken into monthly pieces. So actions that make your month easier and annual goals 
broken into monthly pieces. For the first one, you might find that if you go over your budget once a month, it's easier to balance your checkbook. Did I just sound 1,000 years old? Balance a checkbook? What? Why don't I just whittle my finances out of wood while I'm at it? Come on. Balance a checkbook. What am I, 10 million years old? But you know exactly what I mean. You might decide that in addition to keeping an eye on your finances daily or weekly, a big end of the month or beginning of the month budget meeting with yourself or your spouse makes a huge difference. It makes the month a lot easier. For the second thing you review monthly, their annual goals broken into monthly pieces. So let me give you an illustration to explain that. If you ever run a half marathon, you'll notice something immediately. They tell you when you've finished each mile. There are signs along the entire course that say one mile, two miles, three miles, all the way to the finish line. They do that because it keeps you motivated. It breaks a massive goal to run 13.1 miles into small, manageable chunks. That's what you're doing with the monthly portion of your checklist. I'm going to deliberately check in on massive annual goals so that I can see the progress and make adjustments. Why? Because April you is smarter than January you. Let me say that again. April you is smarter than January you. September you is smarter than April you. It is right now. Even right now, even though we're only a few weeks into the new year, you know more about what the year is going to look like. When you plan that first week of January, you know the absolute least about the realities of the year. I mean, we're planning, we're researching, we're doing more than 99% of other people to shape our year the way we want it to be, but we still don't control it perfectly. One of the biggest lessons I've learned about goals is that a goal is a living thing. It is. A goal is a living thing. You don't set a goal. Like you don't set a goal once and then leave it alone. You tend it like a garden. You water it. You weed it. You feed it. You shape it. If there's a drought, you adjust. If there are torrential rains, you adjust. No one who gardens would say, yeah, I garden in January, so now I'm all done for the year. No, you garden all year if you want to enjoy it all year. And the same is true of goals. Let me give you an example for my own life. Last January, my annual running goal was to do 450 miles. That felt like more than enough. Like that felt like a good number but it was still just a guess. The longer the time frame for a goal, the more it's a guess. Here's how I think about planning. I think this is going to be really helpful for you. If you've ever felt frustrated that you can't get everything done, that your to-do list is too long each day, that you get overwhelmed at the surprises, this approach is going to change your life. It is. Here's how I think about certainty. I can plan annual goals with about 50% certainty. I am 50% sure that's how the goal is going to go. I can only see the year with 50% clarity. It's too fuzzy and it's too far away for me to really see better than that. I can plan quarterly goals with 60% certainty. I can definitely see better when I'm looking at three months at a time versus 12 months, but it's still largely a guess. I can plan monthly goals with 70% certainty. When I review my month, there are definitely going to be some surprises, but we're only talking about four weeks. I can roughly figure out what will happen over the next four weeks. I can plan weekly goals with 80% certainty. Do you see what's happening? There's a sliding scale. 
The smaller the time frame, the greater the certainty, the greater the clarity. The smaller the time frame you're trying to guess and goal at, the greater the certainty. I know a large percent of what's going to happen this Saturday, for instance. When I planned a weekly goal, I know this Saturday, I'm pretty sure what's going to happen. It's only a few days from now, and I've, I've planned it ahead of time. Now, I can plan daily goals with about 90% certainty. A surprise or two might happen, but for the most part, I have a clear sense of what is going to happen 12 hours out, 24 hours out. What wrecks a lot of people is when they demand 90% certainty on annual or monthly goals. That's when control freaks like me get all tangled into knots. You will get angry, disappointed, and frustrated if you try to plan a week with 100% certainty. You'll start to see people who need your help as obstacles. I mean, here's an example of that. Have you ever gotten mad at your kid because they interrupted like your quiet time or like maybe you were going to like get up and write a little journal a little maybe maybe do some yoga before the day started and your kid interrupts you and you're like oh, why are you interrupt like your goal was peace and you reacted in anger to somebody interrupting your goal about greater peace it's because you thought the day would go exactly the way you thought it would go and it didn't because days never do let's do a recap you can plan annual goals with about 50 percent certainty Quarterly goals, about 60%. Monthly goals, about 70%. Weekly goals, about 80%. Daily goals, about 90%. The solution to that reality, because right now, maybe you're like, I what? How? 50% out? Like, that's so tough. I need more certainty. I agree. So do I. The solution is to do monthly reviews and then make adjustments. That's it. Monthly reviews, make adjustments. The more often you touch a goal, the smarter it gets. Let me say that again. The more often you touch a goal, the smarter it gets. If you spend all your time on goals in January and then ignore them the rest of the year, no wonder you don't accomplish them. Most people don't make New Year's resolutions. They make January resolutions. So how do we change that? Well, once a month, spend 15, 30, 60 minutes reviewing your goal checklist. Here's one annual goal that I checked in on last year during my monthly reviews. Run 450 miles. Remember that goal I said, run 450 miles? When I reviewed that goal in September, guess what I realized? I had already accomplished it. I was, I was done. I had it on Strava. Strava is the app I use to track my miles. And it said I'd already hit it. But I didn't quit in that moment. I just increased the goal. There's a principle that an old school motivational guy, Lou Tice, teaches. He says, run through a goal, not to a goal. Ah, oh, I love that. Run through a goal, not to a goal. That means when you hit the finish line, you don't give up. You celebrate. You enjoy the victory. You have a, a really fun moment, but you don't stop. You make it part of your lifestyle. When you run through it, you don't quit when you hit the initial goal. You just keep going. Did you ever experience what my friend calls a victory nap? I have a friend who says that sometimes they struggle with victory naps, where you accomplish some goal and then you quit for a few days, that turns into a, a few weeks, that turns into a few months. Yeah, me too. That happened to me with books. I got stuck between my book um, Finish and my book Soundtracks. I got stuck. I stopped writing. I took a victory a victory nap and it built up and it built up and it built up and it was harder to get back into writing. I allowed too much time to go. When I realized I had already achieved my running goal, I was reminded of something we've already talked about in this episode. April, you is smarter than January, you. 
It's true. If you're deliberate with your goals, you should be getting smarter and smarter about them all year as the year reveals itself to you. So with my new knowledge about how many miles I was really capable of, I just came up with a new goal. My new goal for the year was move 1,000 miles. I decided in September last year that by the end of the year, I would have walked and run 1,000 miles total. That boiled down to about 600 miles running and 400 miles walking. Did I beat myself up for finishing an annual goal in nine months instead of 12 months? Did I say, I can't believe you you underestimated, overestimated. You got the estimation so wrong. I mean, I was off my estimate by three months. No, of course I wasn't mad. I was thrilled and I just adjusted the goal. When you do a monthly review, you'll also add some completely new goals. In July, I added this goal, 100 hours of wisdom. I'll teach you about that goal later this year because I think it's one that you should try. But, but here's the preview. Mid-year, I decided that I was lacking in wisdom. I couldn't see places in my life where I was spending deliberate focused time on acquiring wisdom. So I started to track it. I made it a goal. And I decided to see if I could spend 100 hours pursuing it every month. That was a completely new goal that popped up mid-year for me. That's going to happen for you as well. I find it easiest, personally. I find it easiest to do the monthly review on either the first day of the month or the last day. That's why we've added a bunch of monthly reviews to the calendar for this year's Guaranteed Goals community. I have this online community called the Guaranteed Goals community, and we are going to have 12 live events that correspond with a monthly review so that we can all hold each other accountable. It's going to be really fun to know we've got 12 sessions planned to check in on our goals. See, that's why most courses fail. Be honest. Anyone listening to this? have a course in their inbox right now they never opened? Like, has anyone listening to this purchased something they never even used? For me, that was Masterclass. Um, I signed up for Masterclass and I was like, oh, I'm going to learn so much about filmmaking from Martin Scorsese and jump shooting from Steph Curry. My jump shot is going to be unreal by the end of this year. And then I watched like two videos and then that I just got emails from them in my inbox. Like, are you okay? What's going on? Because I didn't have check-ins. That's why I'm excited about having check-ins with the Guaranteed Goals community. And we're doing them on Zoom. I'll get to see everyone's faces and connect with you guys. If you want to sign up for the Guaranteed Goals community, it's still available. We're closing the entire thing on January 26th. That's when we close it for the year. So if you're curious, it's johnacuff.com slash goals, J-O-N-A-C-U-F-F dot com slash goals. Now, the final category on your goals checklist is events. That one is a little different from the other section. So let's define it. An event is a goal, an experience, or accomplishment that only happens once every year. There are plenty of goals that you don't need to keep track of all year long. You don't need to look at them multiple times. You don't need to cross them off your list on a daily basis or a weekly basis. I'll give you an example. One of the events on my list is to buy Jenny a swatch. I buy my wife a new swatch every year. And it happened because a few years ago, I bought my wife an old school swatch when I was on a trip to New York and she loved it. It was ex like, it wasn't too expensive. It was fashionable. It reminded her of her childhood and being a teenager. I decided that every year I would buy her one for Christmas and we're on year five of that tradition. That's definitely a goal I have for the year, but I don't need to check in on that goal during my daily, weekly or monthly review. I don't need to go, hmm, okay, John, remember nine months, you're going to buy Jenny a swatch for Christmas. Nine months ago, buddy, check on this one every day. I don't need to do that. Another event goal on my list is to clean out all the leaves by the AC unit. We have a little fenced off area behind our house. I think everybody has some area of their house that they're like, don't look there. Don't look in there. 
And these leaves and sticks and yard debris get trapped by our AC unit. And no one sees it because it's behind a little privacy fence and it hasn't been raked out in years. Like there's probably a family of possums that live back there. It would thrill my wife if I spent a few hours one afternoon cleaning that up. But again, I don't need to check on that goal weekly. I don't need to every week be like, hey, remember, we're cleaning the AC unit this this year. We're going to do it. We're doing it, buddy. That's a one and done that I just need to accomplish at some point during the year. Another one on my list is to sign up for the National Half Marathon. One and done. Signing up will take me 10 minutes at most. Now, training for the National Half Marathon, that is a completely different goal. But signing up, that's an event. I can do that. That's not hard. Some goals don't fit neatly into a daily, weekly, or monthly category. So the event section allows you a catch-all. It's a catch-all place to put all those random ideas you're going to have throughout the year. I look at them quarterly but not much more than that. So those are the four categories I think you should have on a checklist. You should have daily goals. You should have weekly goals. You should have monthly goals and then events. Now, how do you use that? Well, basically you take your list of goals. Well, you've talked about that a few times. You should always have a list of goals you're working on and then you just place them in each category. You're essentially answering the question, when do I want to do and review my goals? Like, when am I going to work on these? When do I need to review them? And then you put the checklist somewhere that you'll see it. You take all your goals and you just go, okay, is this a weekly? Is this a monthly? Is this a daily? Is this an event? I have my daily checklist in a couple of places. One is on my wall right next to my desk. I just have it on my wall. Another one, it's written in my notebook. I have it written in my notebook. It's also on my phone. Now, why do I have it in so many places? Because it makes it easier to accomplish. I'm a pretty forgetful guy. If I turn my back, on my goals for a day or two, most of them sprint right out of my head. I'm busy. You're busy. It's easy to lose sight of what matters to us, especially in the face of so much distraction. For instance, did you ever forget something you love doing? Like you go to a coffee with a friend you haven't seen in a long time and you say, why did I, why did I stop hanging out with this person? Or you take a walk around your neighborhood and you love the endorphins you get and you say to yourself, I used to love walking. Like this used to be my favorite trail what happened? Why did I stop doing it? Or you start your day with a little bit of quiet time and you think, I was on a real streak of doing this last year and it totally reduced my stress, but then I quit. Why? We have an amazing ability to forget the things that light us up. I want you to remember them and put them into practice. So today's encouragement is simple. Put all your goals into the checklist, just sort them, and then post your checklist somewhere you'll see it. That's it. And if you want to really succeed this year, there's something I've discovered that's powerful when it comes to goals. You know what it is? It's going to be so obvious when I say it. Community. Community. I discovered something in 2023. I can't goal it alone. You, you hear what I did there? It's play on words. Nice. I can't goal it alone. It's true. Big goals take big communities. The one man wolf pack, one woman wolf pack is a lie. The stronger my community, the stronger my performance. That's one of the reasons I love the Guaranteed Goals community. I can get motivated by an audiobook, podcast. I get educated by a great YouTube clip. I can get inspired by, by a speech. But do you know what content can't do? Content can't ask me an insightful question about my exact life. Content can't follow up with me. Content can't hold me accountable. Content can't encourage me directly or personally. Content is a one-way street. Community goes both ways. 
I need my neighbor, Bill, to ask me questions about my goals. I need G and Lemmy to hold me accountable on a goal I said I'd work on. I need hundreds of people cheering me on who saw my goals in January, encouraged me about them in May, told me to stick with it in July, and then celebrated with me in December. I don't know about you, but I don't have a ton of people I can celebrate wins with. And to have that group of people on my side is amazing. All the best books on my shelf can't do that. Only community can So it's on my list of things that motivates me. And it's why I know that your goals will be far more successful inside the community. That's why we created the Guaranteed Goals community. Again, we're closing registration in just a couple of days on January 26th. Check it out at johnacuff.com slash goals. That's J-O-N-A-C-U-F-F dot com slash goals. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We'll put all the links in the show notes as always. And thank you for reviewing my podcast. The reviews you write are super encouraging. Here's one I saw recently from Tab MT. Tab MT says, one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. I appreciate you saying that. That's amazing. I don't remember how I came across your podcast, but I'm so glad I did. I'm loving it. Love your knowledge, sense of humor, and everything about the podcast. I purchased soundtracks. Can't wait to read it. Wow, that is super encouraging, especially you picked up a copy of soundtracks. I love that. Thank you for writing that, Tab MT. Anyone else who writes a, uh, a review, thank you for doing that. It means the world to me. Make sure you subscribe or follow or whatever it is the kids are saying these days. I'll see you next week. And remember, All it takes is a goal. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the All It Takes is a Goal podcast and to get access to today's show notes and exclusive content from John Acuff, visit acuff.me slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the All It Takes is a Goal podcast. I've been really surprised at how many people who listen to this podcast have reached out to me about having me speak at their events. I love that. And here's why. Over the last 13 years, I've had the honor to help hundreds of companies like Nissan, Walmart, Microsoft, and Comedy Central at events around the world. And during that time, I've developed three big goals for your event. Number one, I want to slingshot your audience into the best year they've ever had. Whether I'm opening, closing, or somewhere in the middle of the event, I want to launch everyone out of that room with actionable, memorable things that they can apply to their work and lives immediately. Number two, my second goal, I want the sound team engaged and laughing. The sound team has heard it all. They have. And if I can make them laugh and learn along the way, the audience is going to absolutely love the keynote. And number three, my third goal, I want you to get text messages during the keynote. My favorite sentence to hear from you after I speak is, John, my phone was blowing up during your keynote. I'm there to make you look like a rock star, not me. If your boss texts you during my speech and compliments you on how well the event is going, then I know I've done my job. Whether it's virtual or live, 10,000 people in an arena or 15 sales team members on WebEx or Zoom or, or Microsoft Teams, I'd love to help you with your next event. Fill out the quick form at acuff.me slash speaking to check my availability. That's acuff, A-C-U-F-F dot M-E slash speaking.